Blog Talk Radio. Put the pressure on, put the 
So you're going to have to be patient enough to be able to listen. For those of you who need videos and pictures, oh, that's my teeth. I'm still practicing the best me possible. So I'm drinking my bitter herbs and my green tea and my, you know, a tea concoction that I have made up with my lime and lemon in it to um, make sure I keep all the parasites out my body. So nine my sacred sisters that I told you that 2017 is all about me by me. Get yourself healthy. Keep yourself in shape. You see what I'm saying? It's not to attract any man. It's not to swirl. It is for you. You must start with you, okay? So while that's cooling down, okay, let me get back to where I said. So Faith Jones, and she has a video. Now, all her videos are pretty good, and I could recommend some more, but you just go over there, look at the titles, and you watch. Um, she does this one uh, about black women, uh, black people, uh, 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 scrambling for crumbs that, you know, the government has given black people nothing but crumbs, that the crumbs that black women have been given, we have to share those crumbs with black children and black men. And so all we've ever had was crumbs where else, where else white men get a full loaf of bread and they take their full loaf of bread and give the white woman half their loaf where else black people, black women, don't even get a full loaf of bread. We get probably a half a piece of bread. Now, the black elite may get a whole slice of bread. They get a whole slice, and they don't share that with none of us. So your black elite, when they get their little slice of uh, bread, their Scooby snacks, they don't share none of that with us. But black women, poor black women, black women are giving a half a slice of bread, and with that half a slice of slice of bread, she has to feed herself, she has to feed any uh, dependent elders she's looking out for, and she has to feed her children. And then the black man that she's starving from for love with, she's got to share that half a slice of bread with him. So she gives just a, a, a I mean, it's, I, I just love the example she gives, and you need to watch that video, how she talks about black people uh, killing and, and fighting over crumbs because black men won't go build their own bread factory so that we can have whole loaves of bread every day for ourselves. Nope. He says go straight to the white man, go straight to welfare, go straight to EBT, get your crumb of bread, and listen here, Mammy, you better bring it back and share it with me. And guess what? Most of you black women do just that. Now, that's the part I don't understand, because if I have to go to the government that has, has a long-time history of mistreating me to get just a half a slice of bread, when I know my ancestors spilled blood, they shed blood, they damn was beaten, they was tortured, they had eugenics experiments, and you got the nerve to give me a slice of fucking bread, a half a slice of bread, and then black men who won't build me a bread factory so I can have a whole slice of bread for him, for me, him, and his damn kids, that motherfucker wouldn't get a piece of my bread. But you know what? I'm a different type of black woman. I'm cut from a different mold. You know, I, I was taken out of a different mold. I don't believe with sharing with men who don't build for me. But that um, video, that, that clip uh that I played uh, with Ice Cube and Killer Mike, go look at the video. See, these are the sons of black women who knew the struggle. But while these black boys, the sons of black women, were 
trying to put the pressure on the uh, the, the dominant white uh, 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 Greco-Roman class. They had their nigger elites, you know, the college bougie, boule educated Greek frat fraternities. They the one took the pressure off. So every time our sons want to put the pressure on, white people have a, a buffer class of bougie nigger elites then their job is to take the pressure off. So that's why the coons and the mammies that white people use to make sure that black people's issues, especially the issues of black women, don't ever get addressed uh, in government and in politics, look to your black boule elite. All of them have sold us out. You got to put the pressure on them. So let me go back to my um, commentary. Mm, These links I have posted. Okay, so I said I want the sisterhood to listen to both YouTube links that I have posted and decide who does a better job of bringing the statistical receipts on poor black women and how systemic conditions of poverty, lack of fair pay, lack of healthy nutrition, lack of clean housing, coupled with weekly religious programming and forced terroristic male removal and incarceration within black neighborhoods and uh, in black neighborhoods is what really decimated, decimated the black American family and not black women or feminism. So hear me again, what decimated the black family was not black women and feminism. Black women had every right to create a feminist movement for themselves because they were being egregiously mistreated and overlooked and black men were doing nothing about it. So black woman, don't you ever feel like anything you see today was and is your fault. It's not your fault. You have had no one to advocate politically for you, okay? So that is what we need to do. We need to work on political advocacy for the black woman. Some people will say, well, why just the black woman? Because the black woman is the only one who's really been supporting and trying to even keep a black family or make sure black people continue to exist. Black men have not cared about if black people continue to exist. Now, he likes that he exists, but the fact that they like that they exist, that don't mean that they care about the black family existing. The only person who has been uh, 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 steadfast in seeing that a black family in America exists has been the black woman. She has done this all by herself, and because the power structure, the Euro-Caucasoid power structure, has declared war against blackness, because they are anti-blackness, being anti-black woman, then, of course, being anti-black family, you must attack the one who brings the black family here, the black woman in her womb. Now, I don't have a college education, and if I'm able to see it, then everybody else is able to see it too. So let's not play dumb. Let's not play like we ain't been seeing this go on, okay? Let's, let's, let's just 
Call it what it is. Okay, so feminism did not decimate or destroy the black family. The the conditions that I've just described, lack of uh, lack of fair pay. Black women have never had fair equal pay. Uh, lack of healthy nutrition. Uh, black women have always had to feed her kids scrap and poor quality foods. That's what black women have had to do. Uh, lack of clean housing. We have always had to live in ghettos, lead paint, lead in the water. It's still going on today. So if it's going on today and we're in the 2017s, can you imagine what black people were living in in the 1930s, the 1940s, 50s, and 60s if they were had us in housing projects with lead in the paint, meaning the very walls that our black children were growing up in had lead in the paint, fluoride in the water, fluoride toothpaste. So they have been strategically poisoning black women and black women's children forever, and no one ever brings it up and talks about it. Okay? Why? No advocacy. The black woman has never had any advocacy politically or socially. When Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King was talking about civil rights and he was really addressing not black women's issues uh, uh, primarily, he was, uh, uh, he, was, uh, he was addressing the inequity of pay toward blacks as opposed to what white people was getting, and he knew if that continued, black people would never be able to compete uh, socially or economically with white people, and that's why they killed his ass dead. Because he was trying to address what the inequity of pay, of pay. That's economics. That is economics. That is what Malcolm, I mean Martin Luther King, was attempting to address when they murdered him. No one ever addressed the issues and the mistreatment and abuse of black women. There has not been that addressed. So I I don't know what happened to the black female feminist movement. I think what it was is when black men black women, every time black women try to get issues focused solely on us, black men come in and derail it and go back to that patriarchal, oh, you need to worry about what's being done to the black man. You need to worry about what's being done to black boys. So every time black women have attempted to try to get issues focused on us, black men, agents, COINTELPRO agents would come in and convince black women, don't worry about you and black girl children. You strong. You got Jesus. You can handle your mistreatment. But look over here at the poor black man. Just look at the poor black man. He 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 he's the one that you need to champion for. Look at him. He he you 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 need to fight for him. You need to throw yourself on the train tracks for them. You need to throw yourself in front of a car to save him. He should not throw himself in front of a car to save you. So that's kind of how it's been in America. That any time black women want to use their energy, time, coins, and resources to focus on Black women and black girls, some smooth-talking black man sent by the U.S. government, smelling good, dressed nice, and talking like the serpent he is, is able to convince poor, uneducated black women that you should not focus 
on your abuse. Focus on how the black man is being disenfranchised, mistreated. He ain't getting jobs. You you champion for that. And, you know, abracadabra, that's what we do. We start putting our focuses on black men, and we take the focus off what we need. And, therefore, when black women's needs are not being met, the black family's needs are not being met. So you see how whatever affects the black woman, it affects the black family. Well, nobody cares about the black family. They want to erase the black family. So you erase the black family by what? Making sure that black women, indigenous, native black women, live and stay in the most uh, 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 poor and uh, unacceptable conditions possible. Let me continue. So, uh, so black woman, your condition is not your fault. Stop blaming yourself, forgive yourself, and, hey, get in contact with me and let's link up and let's create advocacy groups where it's going to be black female first, black female first, black female first. This has to be the new agenda until we get what we need for our survival because they are kidnapping black girls. They are human trafficking black girls. You don't see a march. You don't see a search party. And if this continues in 20 years, there's a very chance that the few amount of black women left, they will have us in human cages and zoos, and they'll be pointing at us. Oh, look at that. Look at the nappy-headed monkey woman. Look at the nappy-headed monkey woman. That's where they're taking you back to because without advocacy and without men to advocate for your survival, your continued existence, if the men won't do it and you won't do it, black woman, I'm telling you, and I'm talking about black women of North America because it was your ancestors, not the, not the black women of Haiti and Africa and Jamaica. And, well, I ain't going to say Jamaica because Jamaica's been over here, but not the African women. Their ancestors' blood does not uh, fill the soils of North America, okay? It's our ancestors' blood, Okay? It is our ancestors that gave America its music that is playing all around the world that everybody's imitating and copying. It is our ancestors' dance and swag that everybody's imitating. So, black woman, you are uh, intricate in creating the greatest empire in the world called America, and yet everybody has obtained wealth and status except for you, and it's time for that to change, okay? It's time for that to change, black woman. Stop lumping yourself in with all black women. North American black women are a unique and separate species of black woman, separate from any other type of black woman, the world. See yourself as unique separate and distinctive, and make sure that this American government uh, uh, protects you and set, set aside funding to make sure that as a species, black woman, you do not go extinct because they have laws about uh, protected animals going extinct. And black woman, you can use those laws to get your protection. I tried to tell y'all that last year that as black women we can appeal to the American government to keep ourselves from going extinct. But as long as black men can keep telling you that, oh, 
you, you know, you African and you Haitian and you just like all other black women and, and Amber Rose is black and Halle Berry is, is just as good as black and, and, you know, ain't nothing special about your blackness because they can sit up there and go get every woman and make her black and voila, it's a done deal. No black woman of North America, you are a special black woman. You are the black woman, and you should not let anyone usurp you and take your identity. See, black men have allowed other women to come and take our identities. They did it first in the music videos. Now they're doing it in the movies, and there's propaganda replacing the original black woman with these biracial wannabes, and we must put a stop to it, but it must be done through advocacy. When they are doing movies and you don't see a blue, blue black woman, a black woman that is unquestionably black, then you would have to say, well, that's not really a black movie because that's not a black woman. Amber Rose is not a black woman. Halle Berry is not a black woman. And they say, well, what you mean that's not a black woman? Then you go show them a real black woman. You know, you know, you go show them a black woman that looks like Lapita or the black women that I've got in my, my slide viewer on my blog talk page. Go to my blog talk page and pull up my show. I got pictures of real black women in that slide viewer. Yeah, unquestionably black. You don't have to question whether that's a black woman. You know that's a black woman. But these ambiguous females, they're not black women, and we need to stop calling them us. And any black man that calls them us, you shut his ass down, and you say you shut your lying ass mouth up. Check these black men. Check them. Because if we were taking ambiguous biracial men and saying that they were black men, oh, they wouldn't stand for it one minute. But see, black women, we never do to black men what black men do to us. And I call that the Judas effect. Faith point out something. She said, listen, when Serena went and got her white boy, she didn't need to make no YouTube videos. She didn't have to make an excuse for why she needed to be with a white boy. She had been with black men. She had been with other men. And she picked the one that, 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 that made her feel the best, that, that brought out the feminine woman in her. And she didn't have to do a video making excuses. Well, the reason why I'm with this white boy is because black men are this. But black men are the only ones who, when they get with a white woman or a woman of another race, they have to make a video trying to make an excuse how inadequate and inefficient black women were. So he chose to be, motherfucker, we don't need to hear no excuse. If you with another woman, fine. See, it's not that black women have a problem with black men going to women of other races. We have a problem with his excuse for being with her is somehow something had to be wrong with us. See, that's what we got a problem with, his excuse that I'm with this other woman because something is wrong with my women. And we never do that with black men. Okay. So let me... um. Finish reading the description. I'm almost running out of time, but sometimes that happens. Um, uh, black men uh, said, so black women, you are not to blame for the decimation of the black family. Things have been done to you and against you that no one speaks about, talks about, or brings, uh, brings to the attention of anybody. 
Um, we're going off in live stream. Thank everybody that's online. Thank everyone that's listening. Share the shows, and uh, there will be another show. Uh, if not tonight, it will be one tomorrow, okay? Um, it's going to be part three. We're going to continue this until I get this all out. Black men knew about all these horrible circumstances black women were forced to live through but refused to advocate on their behalf to have these horrible grievances addressed by the U.S. government who constantly needed to be pressured into seeing she or we as humans. See, when you have a race of people, white people, let me repeat this because the lady is talking. When you have a race of people called Caucasians and Euro-Caucasians who refuse to see that black people were human and they have treated us like property, so that mentality was seared into their psychic that we weren't really human, that we were some type of uh, uh, animal likened to a cow or a horse or a goat or a chicken, we were just another form of animal, then you have to keep the pressure on them that think this way in order to force them to see your humanity. This was never done where the black woman was concerned. No pressure was ever put on the dominant all-white male government to make sure that they saw us as human, as they were beginning to see black men. Because people erroneously think that as white men begin to see black men as human, that somehow that uh, a feeling of, yes, the black man is a human and is a man just like me, that somehow those sentiments were transferred to black women. No, that it just was not. Black women weren't really start, started beginning to be seen as human until really like the 70s, when the uh, uh, um, the uh, late 60s, 70s, uh, Christy Love movies with Diane Carroll and when they start putting black women in the movies, were they trying to what? Uh, uh, uplift the shame of black women not being human and trying to give her a more human appeal. Because believe it or not, a lot of ways of training the masses has to be done through movies. You know, that's how everybody is trained through movies. It is not through uh, standing on a podium and talking. So when uh, the American government needs to train white people, Hollywood needs to make a movie in order to get white people to feel a certain way. Well, guess what? Black people, it's the same thing. In order to get us to feel a certain way, to ensure that as many people as possible sees it, it has to be done basically through a movie so that the person can see and have a a a, uh, a visual picture of the humanity of something in order to relate to it and begin to not hate it or mistreat it or, or see it as evil or something bad. So it was through the movies that they start began to try to paint black women as powerful and as capable and as human as white women. But for a long time, they, they, they just didn't have those images. The white woman was the be, end-all, be-all, and trust me, 
uh, black men were slobbering over white women and saw her as more human as black women because of the propaganda and the movies that were constantly bombarded and given to them about the uh, supremacy of whiteness, the delicacy and femininity of a white woman, and the black woman being in poverty and having to be worked like a mule. He could not see that femininity and softness and delicacy in a woman that's working side by side. Her hands is as rough as his. Her feet look as rough as his. She got to wear head rags because she didn't even have time to comb her own hair. So you had a lot of the mammy rags. You see all these images of black women with head rags on that. This and and then you see the white woman, she's got on these gorgeous gowns and corseted gowns and dresses and parasols and white gloves and the picture of delicacy. So yes, this 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 made our men feel that white women were more of the picture of a woman than a black woman. It was all done through visualization and propaganda. So back to my point is that black men knew all about these horrible circumstances that black women were forced to live through but refused to advocate on their behalf to have these horrible grievances addressed by the United States government who constantly needed to be pressured into seeing black women as human. Black women were never rescued or delivered from the legacy of being seen as property the way white women eventually were. Instead, black men as a, as a racial collective continue to enjoy seeing black women as a subservient, um, uh, debased class, uh, I've got to correct that, a subservient, debased class where their mistreatment would be overlooked and not viewed as abuse or inhumane by the all-male governing body of the land and of the law. So you see black women why you are still fighting to be recognized today? Because black men never advocated for you. Nobody has advocated for black women to be seen as a human, to not be seen as the property. See, white women got their liberation, and they stopped being seen as white men's property. Okay? So they got their rights. They got their freedom. Black women you're only seeing those rights and freedom on a very small scale, but guess what? And the small scale that black women see those rights on, white men had to give it to us, not black men. And that's the sad part because if black men had, had advocated to make white men see us as non-property, we would be further along as a race of people we would have our own thriving black communities and black women, you would not be in the condition. There would be no gender wars that you see going on today. So all of this gynocracy crap this guy is talking about, it's all bullshit. It's all dog shit. It's all camel shit, okay? Whatever shit you can think of, it's shit. He has no clue what he's talking about. And if he's got any problem with what I'm saying, hey, the call-in number is 713-955-0709. Hit me up in my blog talk private message inbox. You can hit me up in my Twitter inbox. 
You can hit me up on my Facebook. You can leave your comment on my page. However way you need to get a message to me, you can do it privately or you can do it directly. Hey, and we can talk about it. We can discuss it. I have no problem with it. He had a problem with me living, leaving an essay under his video. But, you know, I'm like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. I wouldn't have to leave a fucking essay of Carfuckle or Fuffle or whatever you call under this video if you knew what the hell you were talking about. Okay? So black women labeled as social outcasts and perpetual victims of systemic misogynoir economic discrimination Sexism, colorism must be held in blame for our plight in order for black men to cover their own collective shame. And you can, uh, anybody of the sisterhood, you can borrow this, uh, these comments anytime you want to. If you want to do up a term paper, if you're in college, if you want to do up a term paper, hey, borrow from me. I don't mind. I don't mind. Use the information. Use the information. I am a woman. I'm over 40. I know what I'm talking about. I have lived the black woman's experience. I have lived it to the fullest, and I'm still living it. Black women are discriminated in every area of life. And next show, you know, not next show, but a couple of shows, I'm going to show you how because of the failure of black men, Black women are overcharged for everything. We go get our car fixed, we're overcharged. We go get, uh, uh, we go buy houses, we get overcharged. Insurance, we pay higher. We are taxed harder and higher than anybody else, and and yet we are the most underpaid. We don't get equal pay, but we get overcharged for everything. And black women have to pay these, uh, incur these costs most of the time by herself alone. This is what happens when you don't have men who have established businesses so that we can turn to our own male sons for uh, uh, the things that we need, like car repair, insurance, banking, et cetera. You know, shopping, stores, child care, uh, uh, health facilities. Black women like to stay healthy. Anybody know any black uh, uh, gyms, black-owned gyms? Anybody know any black-owned health stores? Anybody know any black-owned daycares that I'm talking about that black men created, that black men says since we have the most children out of wedlock, at least we can do is buy some buildings and have some daycare centers that we own, and then we'll let the black woman uh, run them. Nope. Nope. Have none of that. Not even in the black churches. Every black church should have a functional daycare system so that black women could go to the black church for daycare. But nope, not even the black man who gets the wealthiest out of black churches sets up daycare for just your common black female to come and drop her kids off so that at least her kids are around uh, godly people who ain't trying to rape them, abuse them, slap them, kick them, and mistreat them. We just have, we just don't have any of that. So if you want to know why black women from America are angry, we have a right to be angry. We have that right, okay? 
We have a right to be angry. And so thank you for listening, and I'm going to go ahead on and close the show out with uh, put the pressure on them. Got to keep the pressure on people. Got to keep the pressure on them. Okay, let me get some amplification around here.
beg the white man for civil rights. They have begged the white man for freedom. And every time, anytime you beg another man to set you free, you will never be free. Freedom is something that you have to do for yourself. And I tell the American Negro, let the white man know that we are really, really ready and willing to pay the price that is necessary for freedom. Our people will always be walking around here second-class citizens or what you call 20th century slaves. What price are you talking about, sir? The price of freedom is death. There were no Native Americans. There were no immigrants. It was white against black for a long time. So all these other people, immigrants over here, talking about, oh, black people. Next to white people, it was black people. And now they have reduced us to 13, 12, or whatever percent of the population. They are killing us. We must. We must put the pressure on them. Thank you for listening.